tides. Hello, this is Dr. Winifred Uris. I am here right now looking at some questions from the public that Telus sent along with the mission. I, I think I was supposed to send back answers to these like a week or so after we left, but I got sidetracked and forgot about it. And it's just something that they do, I guess for PR purposes or something like that. But uh, they are questions for me, and I'm going to answer them because I have nothing better to do. Okay, we'll start with the first question, which is, Dr. Oh, come on. Okay, it says, Dr. Yuris, fuck, marry, kiss, kill with your co-workers, which you want me to do what? No, 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 no. Okay. Contractually, I'm obligated, so... Okay, here we go. Uh, kill. Kill, kill. 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 Marry. Kill. <laughs> there. Are you happy? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, uh, a better question. Dr. Yuris, do you have any schematics for your suit? If so, will you share them? <sighs> Look, I'm not an engineer. I know just about enough about this suit to wear one, I guess. Uh, if you're looking for an idea of what it looks like and how it works, uh, imagine halfway between a hazmat suit and the still suits from Dune. There's a, a fairly efficient water reclamation and waste processing system to improve survival outcomes in situations like my own. Still, I lose some water in my breath and my my solid waste, so I still have to drink. It's not a spacesuit, so it would be no good in a vacuum, but there is an internal computer and I can play Minesweeper with the heads-up display. Uh, not that I do. <laughs> uh, the battery is limited, charged by photovoltaic cells uh, in the outside of the suit, and I need to regulate the internal temperature. So, in summary... Wonderful, miraculous technology that keeps me from dying, but doesn't do anything fun. And it's just like hell. Ugh. Another question. Uh, why did you decide to go into space? Xenobiology and astrobiology are fields that you can only really study in space. I can make theories and write papers and run simulations, but that only goes so far. I went into space because there are are aliens there. Literal aliens. I mean, come on, how is that even a question? <sighs> Dear Dr. Uris, what is your favorite sea creature on any planet and why? <laughs> sea hares, uh, specifically Aplasia californica. Uh, not only are they a useful model organism for studying the neurobiology of learning and memory, but they're adorable. They, they look just like what they eat. It's very, very cute. Hey, Dr. Uris, do you have a favorite coworker? You guys are obsessed with my coworkers. Uh, Melissa Wang and I get along great. Honestly, the rest don't give her much competition when it comes down to it. To Dr. Uris, what mythical sea monster do you wish were real and why? And that's from Katie. Katie, thank you for signing your name. Everyone else has been extremely rude in that regard. And thank you for asking an actual interesting question for once. Um, if I had to pick one out of my top 10 favorite mythical sea monsters, it would have to be mermaids. 
It's the whole package. Top half, beautiful human torso. Bottom half, beautiful fishtail. The creature as a whole is a fascinating puzzle of anatomy. There's there's so many things I'd want to figure out. Like, what's the path their evolution took to result in something that looks that way? Is it convergent evolution or, or a subspecies of hominid that's gone the way of seals and dolphins and readapted to the sea? Uh, how was their society developed in an underwater environment without fire as a tool? What do their scales feel like? Do they... do they smell like the ocean? <clears throat> Actually, uh, ocean fact for you. Seals are just dog mermaids. Next question. Uh, hey, Fred, I was wondering if you could give us people back on Earth any fashion tips, be it Earth or Fawn's fashion. Okay, that's a weird question. Uh, for Earth fashion, uh, oversized sweaters and leggings work in a surprisingly large variety of situations and time periods. Sweaters keep you warm in that cold microbiology lab, and you can keep things up the sleeves. Leggings also double as pajamas, workout clothes, napkins, formal attire, and can be worn on days at a time no matter what your mom friend says or how disapproving she looks at you. For space fashion, bulky environmental suits are all the rage on fawns this year, and if you're in with the right crowd, slime is making a comeback. What are Dr. Yuris's favorite flowers? Uh, sweet peas, actually. Litharis odoratus. What is my favorite pastime? That's easy. Reading, studying, jogging. That's about it. <sighs> Dr. Uris, what do you do to relax? I am always and almost never as relaxed as it's possible for me to be. Uh, that said, if I'm not working, I like listening to music while thinking about work. Uh, if you could live in any period of human history, what would it be? Huh. I, I get the feeling that I'd be annoyed by a lot of time periods. But if I could change myself as well, I'd like to be one of those naturalist monks uh, growing pea plants and illuminating manuscripts. I, I like the romance of the Age of Discovery, but realistically, it would be sort of slow intellectual torture without my equipment. Uh, favorite vacation spot? Actually, surprisingly, uh, anywhere with a beach, but particularly the Mediterranean. Three wishes. Okay. The best answer to the three wishes question, barring wishes for more wishes, is to wish for things that you want, but don't want to put the effort into. So... I wish I could draw perfectly freehand because it would be useful in the field. I wish I had a perfect memory and could retain and analyze any amount of information given to me. And also that I could fly because come on, who doesn't want to fly? How did you get this job and what do you actually like about it? Um, I got this job because I'm frankly the best one for it, and I like it because it's the best job for me. Honestly, that was a little insulting, not gonna lie. What is your favorite thing about Stevens? Huh. He, um, no, that's not it. Um, he's kind of, nope, not that it either. He has passable handwriting? Yeah, we'll go with that. Hmm. Uh, what is the coolest thing you've seen either in space or on fawns? 
fungus. Moving on. What is your zodiac? I am an Aquarius. No jokes about that, please. <sighs> What's the best color on Fonz? That's interesting. Uh, there's actually a, a few worms that are this beautiful iridescent purple, which I, I think means that they're poisonous. Uh, uh, probably equally as poisonous to me as everything else. I mean, uh, the gas giant Volturnus is kind of this hypnotic, swirly, orangish brown, which I, I guess is nice. Where do you see yourself in five weeks? <laughs> Causing a hot water shortage on the Strybog, hopefully. Do the suits get sweaty? I think so? It's actually getting a little hard to tell. I, I think I'm starting to slowly meld with the suit. It definitely wasn't meant to be on this long. <sighs> Which of the marine life would you most like to keep in a home aquarium? Which would you most like to feed Stevens to? <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, most of the organisms won't adapt well to an enclosed environment. Though, there are small arthropod-like animals living in among the rocks that wouldn't be too hard to capture, I guess, if I tried. But in the sea, there's a large variety of fish, some big and some small, and the smaller ones might be able to live in captivity. It would take a lot of trial and error, since I don't think anyone has ever tried to raise Fonzian fish as pets yet. <laughs> and there's the issue of getting them food they can eat, determining the proper ways to take care of them. Honestly, that it sounds like way too much of a hassle for me, personally. As for the second part, you know, I, I still haven't gotten a good look at the feeding behavior on those birds, but that is tempting. Who would you have play you for the Fawn's documentary reenactment scenes? Listen, there will be no reenactment scenes in the documentary, just detailed notes read aloud by me over a slideshow of very informative images. And if we really, really need to reenact anything, I can do my own stunts. What was the interview like for coming to Fonz? Actually, it was, it was very polite and professional. I personally acted aloof and then left abruptly 15 minutes in because, of course, they were going to offer me the job after that. <laughs> Like, how big is the wave? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Maybe you can send me down a ruler sometime and I'll, like, take some time to really, really measure it out. Real answer for a second. It varies due to longitude, season, and local topography, but it's generally several hundred but under 500 feet tall. So when Volturnus and the star align with Fawns in between, it's significantly shorter. When the opposite occurs and the star and Volturnus are aligned on one side of Fonz, the wave is correspondingly taller. That's not accounting for the gravitational effects of other objects in the system, like Juturna, another moon of Volturnus, though the, the gravity of the gas giant is strong enough that these only affect the tides when their orbits coincide. Uh, next question. Someone asked, are you okay? Man, I don't know. Uh, lighter question. Uh, what's your favorite cartoon? <laughs> you know, I was always kind of a sucker for the old Scooby-Doo TV shows. I was always more of a Velma than a Daphne, though, so. 
Someone goes, I have no internet. How do you recommend passing the time? How did you send this friend if you have no internet? Anyway, you could spend the time like me, uh, flipping over rocks, collecting leaves, but I do that even when I have the internet, so. Someone asks as their last question, should I get a college degree? <laughs> I'm not qualified to make your life decisions for you, okay? I have college degrees. Now I'm stranded in space. So make your own decisions. Jesus. And that is all of our questions from TELUS Initiative. Thank you, I guess, for sending them. It was a brief moment of entertainment, I guess. So, we'll chat soon. Tides was written by Jesse Shushu and directed by Jesse Shushu and Ayla Taylor. It was produced by Ayla Taylor and edited by Bridge Geen. The voice of Dr. Uris is Julia Shafini. Special thanks to Sarah Durst for designing our cover art. We would also like to thank everyone who sent in questions for this mini-episode. We'd love to do another one of these at the end of the season, so keep engaging with us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tides Podcast. There you can hear all about what we're up to in between episodes, show announcements, and of course, ocean facts. If you like our show and would like it to help us keep making it, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tides Podcast. Your pledge can unlock bonus content like this as well well as bloopers, director's commentary, and more. Thank you so much for listening. We're halfway through our season now, and your support has meant the world to us. So seriously, thank you.